Hey, Texas Values friends. Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on a, another important and a blessed week in the state of Texas. You know, on this show and on these videos, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as it relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And I tell you what, we're going to talk a lot about the legislature today because this is our preview, our first preview, if you will, of the Texas legislative session. If you're not aware, the Texas legislature meets every other year, and this is one of those other years, an odd year, and the legislature will gavel in as they say and start on January 12th, and that's next week. That's on Tuesday, very important day. And, you know, look, a lot has changed. There's been a lot of new things, a lot of new rules, and a lot of new protocols to navigate. But one thing that has not changed is the legislature does intend to meet, and the Capitol is open to the public. Uh, not quite as accessible as it was before. We'll talk a little bit about some of those details, but you'll want to listen and you'll want to view in. You'll want to share this post. You want to like it because not only do we have members of our team that are going to talk about and really get you prepared for the state legislative session in Texas, but we got a great friend, State Representative Matt Schaefer, who's going to give us a little bit of insight on what he knows and what to expect for this legislative session, not only about the rules and the protocols, but also about a little bit about content because the session is about legislation and what those bills are going to be looking like. And so uh, with that, let's formally welcome our good friend, Representative Matt Schaefer, to the Texas Values Report. Representative Schaefer, Happy New Year, and welcome to our video and our weekly report. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It's a privilege to be with you. Well, not only are you serving in the Texas House, but you've served honorably in our U.S. military forces. You've been a, a member of the Texas House for many sessions. You've distinguished yourself quite well. You're also one of the leaders of the Texas Freedom Caucus, so we're glad to have you on uh, and, and talk about some of these things. Let me introduce two to the other members of our team. We've got Jonathan Covey, our Director of Policy, that's with us, and also Mary Elizabeth Castle, our Policy Advisor for Texas Values. Mary Elizabeth worked with us last session in 2019, where we helped pass a pro-life and a religious liberty law for the fourth consecutive session, and Jonathan Covey, for many years, worked in the You can see the Capitals behind me. Boy, I wish that I was really right there, but this is a nice background. That's as close as I can get today, but we're going to be having a lot of fun next week when we're actually in the Capitol. And Jonathan Covey's been there for many years working for State Representative James White as his chief of staff, and then after that, a senior advisor for Senator Bob Hall. But Representative Schaefer, we're going to talk a little bit in a minute. We're going to do a screen share, talk a little bit about some of the rules, but let's just start there. I mean, it's a different year. And perhaps we'll talk a little bit about what happened this week at our U.S. Capitol. Uh, but our focus is on what happens at the state level. And, you know, the Capitol prides itself on being the people's house, uh, being something that the public can access. And I think a lot of people understand those rules that have been changed and the Capitol's, uh, you know, really been shut down until earlier this week. But now it's prepared to open. And it's a really important time for that. And, you know, look, I'm excited and encouraged that we're doing that. There's going to be some different protocols and safety measures but I would imagine you're excited about getting back to the Capitol and getting down to work. I really am. Uh, it is the people's house uh, and they should have access to it. You know, I think about those uh, workers at the grocery store. You know, you might go to the grocery store and see a, a 60 year old woman standing behind a cash register for hours uh, so that we can take groceries home. You know, if she can stand there uh, and serve the public like that, then we need to be able to serve the public in the Capitol and engage with people that come into the Capitol. Uh, I believe that's our duty uh, and I'm prepared to do that. Well, look, you know, I, and we're close to the Capitol proximity wise. Our office is two blocks from the state Capitol. So, you know, we see it every day. And a lot of times during the interim, there would be hearings 
uh, about different measures. Uh, almost all of those were canceled or we would be doing tours there. We would be doing training with our staff. We would be going in meeting with staff. A lot of people don't realize when the legislature's not meeting, there, there's actually staff there still at the Capitol doing the work of really as far as what happens in individual members districts related to constituents, but some other things that relate to statewide matters, staying on top of those. You know, I'll, I'll go to uh, Mr. Covey, as we like to call him, since we both have that first name, Jonathan. Uh, Mr. Covey, you know, you worked in the Capitol a lot. I imagine you realized when you came to work with us, you'd probably be at the Capitol less, but I don't think you've been back there since then. No, I haven't actually. Um, and, you know, it's, it was very interesting starting out this year, uh, starting with Texas Values when we first came into the pandemic and working from home, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different concept. And, and then not, not having gone back to the Capitol since I, since I left earlier this year, um, you know, certainly never seen it closed um, as long as it has, but glad that it's open now. I'm really excited that there are a number of uh, highly positive things that are coming up. Well, I just want to put up a screen share too, and then to start to the discussion, and we'll, we'll maybe go into that a little bit deeper, but there are some new rules in place for the Capitol and for the session, Representative Schaefer, and I'm just going to scroll through these here. We'll be posting this on our website, but we want people to know don't be discouraged about coming to the Capitol. I mean, there's some safety measures in place, but it's still important for people to come to the Capitol and be active. And you can start doing that now, but the state se uh, legislative session starts on Tuesday, January 12th. We'll know there'll be a lot of celebratory type stuff, ceremony stuff, not a whole lot of official business. Y'all are gonna vote for a new speaker, even though that seems to not be in question, if you will, who that's gonna be, Dade Fiedlin, but there is some official business. But the main Capitol is open to the public. Uh, COVID-19 tests will be encouraged required for the public. The public only enters from the north door of the Capitol, which a lot of people may not be familiar with, that there's something other than that great walk on the south steps, but you got the north side. Uh, a mask is required to be worn. Um, as much as I'm not, you know, we, we may have different opinions on wearing masks. This might be another opportunity for the First Amendment. You know, you have a great creative message there on your mask since you're required to do that. Uh, but then the House and Senate will separately have different rules about access to, off, to their offices and assembly chambers. Let's check opening day. The house will have a significantly shortened ceremony. There's a limited number of guests and family that can be invited to be on the house floor and in the gallery. You know, a lot of times you see these long lines snaking all through the Capitol, people waiting to get in the gallery. Uh, that's not gonna be the case this year, I would imagine. And then the Senate's got some similar rules um, as they're navigating things as well. Representative Schaefer, I'm gonna stop my screen share and go back to you. Uh, what about your office? Uh, how are you navigating people coming to see your office and interacting with you as we get ready to start the session? Well, you know, I do take COVID-19 seriously. Uh, you know, I talk to the members of my family who are vulnerable uh, and we have, we have conversations about that. I do believe people should be reasonable and, and should take it seriously. That being said, uh, we're not going to have any restrictions in my office. Uh, public is welcome to come to my office. You, you don't have to wear a mask inside my office. Um, you know, uh, that being said, you know, it, I think it's smart if you're having symptoms of being sick, stay home, wash your hands, do those types of things. Uh, those are things that the medical community has encouraged us to do. Uh, but it's time to get to work for the people yeah. of Texas, and I'm ready to do that. That's what I signed up for. Well, let's talk a little bit about that work. We're going to keep you on for about 15 minutes, and then we're going to continue with some commentary. I know you've got some important work to do uh, today. And, you know, not only are we involved in things that happen at the Capitol, we try to be a support to members. 
We're very involved in the process. We're working with a lot of members on drafting legislation right now and shepherding through the process, if you will. Um, but look, I mean, there's a lot of things that we're involved in. I know you share some of these values. One thing we hear a lot about is the religious liberty issue, the impact of churches. And while, look, it's important to be safe and reasonable and responsible during these times, a lot of people feel like there are lines that shouldn't be drawn. And in a lot of cases, the local government has gone too far in restricting what churches can do and how they navigate these pandemics. If you will, that churches uh, should be, whether it's designating them essential or just making it clear in law that sometimes the government can go too far in the name of safety. Uh, how do you see that playing into this session? Uh, reforming uh, executive powers uh, under the emergency uh, powers or the Disaster Act of 1975 is, is a top priority. We have to bring our disaster powers in line with the Texas Constitution. And I can tell you that the Texas Constitution does not prohibit local governments from uh, closing churches. It doesn't pro it prohibits the governor from doing that type of thing. So I do believe that Governor Abbott has gone beyond uh, his constitutional authority. I believe that the separation of powers principle has been violated. Uh, and we need to take a serious effort uh, to reform the powers that exist in government uh, to encroach on people's constitutional liberties. Well, and I'll bring Mary Elizabeth Castle from our team into the discussion here too. I don't know if this ever came up in any of your law school classes at Texas Tech, Mary Elizabeth, but I know I heard it from time to time. The law is a teacher when I was in law school at U of H. And so it matters what the law says, right? And so in the absence of law can be a reason for people to say, well, I guess, you know, if the constitution doesn't say that specifically or our statutes don't say it, then we're not violating the law. And that is a lot of times where we spend a lot of our work. You worked a lot on these issues, whether it's churches, uh, pro-life issues. But, you know, there was a question that a lot of pro-life pregnancy centers had. Were they essential? Could they stay open during the pandemic? And so addressing that dynamic, I would imagine you agree, is also going to be a, a really important issue of focus this session. Yes, that's correct. You know, a lot of pregnancy resource centers we're a little confused about these local ordinances, not just the state ones, as to whether or not they could be deemed essential. I mean, you had different types of shelters that were open. You had grocery stores that were open. But there was a huge need for these women who were facing crisis pregnancies and who were single moms. And, of course, with the temporary ban on Planned Parenthood, this was a great opportunity for pregnancy resource centers to reach out to those women considering abortion. But they wanted to know if they could open. And that's where our team came in and that where we wrote a legal memo to interpret these local ordinances and show that they were essential and that they were open to give formula, to give baby clothes, to give even counseling services, the essential needs to these women. Well, and you know, Representative Schaefer, I'll come back to you as, you know, look, pro-life, I know is a big deal for you. I mean, we see a lot of momentum, if you will, in the pro-life movement, a lot of strength, a lot of growth. Um, you know, a lot of more young people that are actively engaged on these issues. And to them, it's not a partisan issue. We saw something, you know, a member of Congress um, uh, consider or, or consider filing bills that are pro-life now at the, at the federal level. I think the pro-life issue is going to be very important, not as it just as it relates to uh, limiting disaster relief efforts and emergency orders, but also saying, look, you know, I mean, you look at the, the change in the dynamics of the U.S. Supreme Court in the technology that exists, more people are saying, if the baby has a heartbeat, if the baby feels pain, I mean, what questions left remain that we shouldn't have support in law in taking strong steps to end abortion? We must be bold this session in advancing 
of pro-life culture and advancing pro-life protections for pre-born babies in the womb. We need to pound on the doors of the Supreme Court with new laws from the state of Texas, force them to make a decision and really push the envelope on what we can do to protect babies. This is very serious. This is something that as a Christian, uh, it should be a matter of first importance. Uh, you know, if you don't have life, it doesn't matter if you have good schools or, or, or roads to drive on. So this must be the number one issue uh, that we take on this legislative session. You know, we kill in the state of Texas, tens of thousands uh, of babies, uh, it was something like over 50,000, I think is a number. Uh, in the state of Texas each year that we know of. And we even have records uh, of babies that are born alive uh, in the state of Texas uh, from abortion procedures. This is very serious. And now is the time. Uh, we have to gain every inch of ground that we possibly can. We need to be unapologetic and we need to pass the strongest possible pro-life legislation that we can this year. Well, look, I hear a lot of people saying that you look at the eight priorities that the Republican Party of Texas delegates voted on um, last year. I mean, when was that? It seems like almost so long ago, but it wasn't that long ago. This was last summer where these things were voted on. Uh, you know, look, uh, Jonathan Covey, you were a part of this process. I mean, uh, you're seeing more of that momentum, too, of people saying to their elected officials, hey, we're Republican Party delegates. This is what we expect Republican House members to be supporting. And there might have been a time period where that seemed a little bit irrelevant, uh, but it's hard to say that now. I mean, I think there's been a lot of um, coalescing around that, if you will. And I think you're going to hear that a lot. And one of those is ending abortion. And I think that's going to be, you know, to Representative Schaefer's comments, a very strong issue coming up this session. Obviously, it's important to us, uh, but that's it's not just us that's saying this. We're hearing this across the state. Yeah, Jonathan, we're hearing, um, you know, this from people all over the state and the legislative priorities committee has just become increasingly more important in, in the party. But, um, and of course this year with session, we'll be helping spearhead legislation that protects uh, the unborn. And, and in the past we've seen how crucial this is, not only in, in testing to determine uh, a detectable heartbeat, but also to make sure that the mother is informed, um, making sure that every woman who's planning to abort knows that there's, there's help available. There's uh, community Absolutely. resources available that exist. Uh, to reduce the demand for abortion as well. Well, all right. So we're at about 15 minutes. That's what we uh, promised to Representative Schaefer. But before we cut you loose, I have I have one last question or maybe kind of a comment. Uh, I mentioned, you know, one of the, there is official business on January 2nd. Um, you know, members will gavel in, take their oath of office, but also members will be voting on a new speaker. And, and you know, look, I know the, the, the Republican caucus has come together and, and really left no doubt, if you will, that Dave Phelan, is going to be the Speaker of the House. Tell us a little bit about your experience in him and, and maybe kind of what your thoughts are for a session coming up with Dade Phelan as the Speaker. Well, I don't know him very well, uh, but I do believe that uh, if the Republican caucus, which will make up 83 members, if the Republican caucus puts forward a bold conservative agenda, I, I don't believe that Speaker Phelan is going to... Uh, block that. I believe that he's going to let those bills come to the floor. And that's really the first thing that you need to ask of any speaker. If you have conservative priorities that uh, are filed and make it through the process, 
will you allow those to get a vote on the House floor and proceed onto the Senate? And if the answer to that is yes, then we can get a lot of work done and we will be very happy with the way the session goes. And every indication we have right now is that he will allow conservative priorities to get to the floor. Well, and look, I know you have a role in the, the Texas Freedom Caucus, as we said in the introduction, and that organization has continued to have more of an impact of you, if you will, of being a voice of its own. And I imagine that voice is going to continue this session. Uh, we're, we're going to be very bold and we're about to publish our own priorities for this legislative session. And I think you're going to be very pleased with the content on that. And pro-life issues will be at the top, as well as reforming executive powers uh, on down in election integrity. Uh, Second Amendment issues, religious liberty issues, fiscal matters. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be bold. You will have no doubt where the Texas Freedom Caucus stands on the important issues of the day this session. Well, great. Well, Representative Schaefer, we're excited to be working again with you this coming legislative session. We're thankful for your service. We'll thank you for your time and God bless you. And we'll look forward to seeing you in person soon. Thank you so much. Godspeed. Absolutely. All right. Well, while we let Representative Schaefer go, we'll turn a little bit more onto some instruction during this time. So as much as it's good to talk about some of the issues, a lot of people wonder, how does the process work? Right. We talked a little bit about some new measures and I'm going to put those back on the screen. OK, and we're going to talk a little bit more in detail if I can go back to uh, the correct screen here and talk about these COVID requirements, uh, just so people know what we're talking about. Um, do not want you to be discouraged from coming to the Capitol, okay? So sometimes the rules change. All right, you make adjustments, you adapt. Don't let that discourage you from being a part of the process. So let's go back to just getting into the Capitol, the entrance. Um, the main Capitol, this is the rotunda, the extension, the hallways, you know, not necessarily going into an elected official's office, but a lot of that area is many people are familiar with, and it can be important to be there, particularly on the first day. Look, just because you can't go into a member's office or maybe you don't have an appointment or they've got different rules. Maybe they're more open about their access like Representative Schaefer. They're always walking around. Okay, you wanna be outside the House chamber, outside the Senate chamber where we are oftentimes, that's the main areas. So you gotta go through the North entrance and they do have metal detectors and I imagine those will continue um, and, and that's not changed. So be ready for that as well. And it, take, it can take a little bit long time to get through. All right, so the North door of the Capitol is really that opposite side, not the one where you see the big opening and a lot of times their rallies, it's the opposite side, okay? And so uh, what we're hearing reported, a mask is required to be worn. At all times, the House and Senate will separately manage public access to their offices in assembly chambers. So a lot of times you can get on the House floor and the Senate floor after they gavel out for the day and they're not doing an official business, but we'll have to see how that works. Um, on opening day, which is a big deal, right? The governor usually gives a speech or um, they vote on the, you know, the Speaker of the House. We mentioned that it's kind of already decided, if you will. Dave Phelan's going to be the Speaker. Um, the Lieutenant Governor will be in the Chamber and the Senate. They've got different rules. If you don't already have a ticket or you're not a family or a close friend, probably going to be hard for you to be in the gallery or on the floor uh, would be even harder, which I've done several times. It's wonderful. We know things are a lot different. You can go into any member's offices. You can go online and watch all this happening but and then after that, they're going to dismiss, and a lot of members will be walking around. So it should be an opportunity for you to visit with them, even if you can't get in the gallery um, or be on the floor. So I know that's likely what a lot of members of our team will be doing one way or another. We'll be on the ground accessing that. You know, um, and it's going to be kind of fun uh, for all of us, but, you know, Jonathan, Covey, be your first time on our side, right? And having a little bit of fun, mixing it up with members, interacting with people um, instead of being in a legislative office 
where you might have had a comfortable chair. I don't know what your chair looked like. I don't remember. But uh, but it's fun it to be a comfortable chair. <laughs> and you'll find you're going to see this. I'm going to let you jump in here too. People will be excited. They and not that we're celebrities or important elected officials, but sometimes they also get excited to see us. Right? They see us in a video or our work. But sometimes it's their one chance of the year to interact with us in person. I know I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I am as well. Looking forward to getting to interact with not only legislators, but folks who come up to the Capitol who are there on opening day, who are there just to uh, talk to their legislators and let their issues be known. It's it's a great time. And, and I think it's going to be great this session uh, as well. It's a great opportunity. And I, I'm, I'm sure there will be, you know, you'll see individual offices that will that will have, you know, uh, the ability to, to be able to visit and uh, just, you know, depending on what restrictions they put in place, but it's going to be a great time. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, we're also excited about our Faith and Family Day uh, on yeah. March 17th. It's coming up, you know, families can come, they can come to Austin, uh, not only to equip themselves on important information on like religious freedom and and marriage and family and pro-life issues, but they can also, uh, like we were talking about, they can engage their elected officials, they can pray for them and give them all the information on those important issues. Well, Mary Elizabeth, this will be your second legislative session with us. I know last time, you know, a lot of this was uh, your first time going through it. Now you're sort of a veteran, if you will, but it does feel like a long time since we've been to the Capitol, but that hasn't limited our ability to testify. I'm gonna walk people through the, um, um, and go back to my screen sharing here and show people a little bit on the legislature's website. I mean, you saw this last session. Boy, it's really important to know how the process works. We don't expect people to be uh, experts on this, but I think it's nice. I just want to show people, you know, look, I, I mean, I think you'd agree the legislature's website has a lot of resources that people can access on their own, um, even if they're not able to come to the Capitol and help follow along with us. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, this is a resource you can use to look up bills, and it's a little uh, complicated. It's a little arcane, but that's why, you know, we at Texas Values always have our text alerts. That's something that I mentioned to some people yesterday. Uh, we always have these Facebook lives. Uh, we'll have things on our website. We'll send out our weekly email, so if you're not up on that, then make sure you're uh, getting those emails, but as you can see, uh, you have where you can view daily reports, you can do text search, uh, you can look for members. I don't know if you want to go to this website or the Texas House website to look up members, but you yeah, can look at so, each member uh, here. So let me go, I don't know why I've got the capital one instead of legis, so legis, L-E-G-I-S dot state dot T-X dot U-S, but it just then kind of reverts back to capital dot T-X dot G-O-V, and you can see, you can go to a members particular site, so we were looking at this earlier. We talked to Representative Schaefer. Click on Schaefer. Has he filed any bills yet? Let's see. Uh, no bills, okay. And we were talking about this earlier, kind of a trend this time. Things are running a little bit slower in time. And some members have filed bills, but certainly a lot less. I mean, there's been a lot of uncertainty with the coronavirus, with the new speaker and some of those things, but that activity will pick up. But yeah, there's all these different tabs people can click here. To follow along. You can even set up your own email account if you want to track particular le legislation. We're going to be doing that quite a bit. But, um, you know, and look, you can do a mobile version here, like right here on Tuesday, legislative activity, video broadcast. You click the, one of these links and we'll provide you all some coverage. But if you want to follow along on your own right here, you can click the house and it'll go to their live video stream for that day. There's not going to be anything up for today, as you can see, 
Um, but, uh, but, but coming Tuesday, it will. And, um, and look, there'll be a lot of fo- things to follow along. We'll be providing live and updates. Um, and you mentioned the text alerts, Mayor Elizabeth. People need to get signed up for our emails, too. Uh, we'll be providing a lot of updates by email and social media. If you've not liked or subscribed to our YouTube channel, our Facebook channel, if you're not following us on Twitter, you're going to miss a lot of information. Okay, And so get signed up for those. But, uh, you know, and we're we're not sure how some of the process is going to change as far as legislative committees. We testified a lot virtually on a lot of local issues and some other. While we would prefer a lot more freedom and things to happen on the ground, they might be limiting the number of people that can come into a committee room to testify. So another reason that you're going to want to stay updated with our work. But look, that's why we're going to stay on the ground one way or another to make sure we're on top of what's happening with our team. And we're going to have a new member of our team. It's not up. We haven't put anything on social media. But Greg McCarthy, recent University of Texas graduate, also interned with us, worked with uh, elected officials at the federal level like Senator Cruz, also did a lot of volunteer work for us and uh, really capable young man. You'll see him involved in some of our communications and our policy work at the Texas Capitol. You got to have a lot of members of your team going into the session, particularly when there's a lot of uncertainty. So we're excited that we had really a lot of financial support at the end of the year, put us in a position to do well. Hey, we got about 30 seconds left. That's on me. I went a little bit long uh, to wrap this up, but txvalues.org is our website. If you want to make a donation to support what we do, get signed up for those emails. Jonathan Covey, I'll give you 10 seconds. I'll go to Mary Elizabeth and then I'll close this out. Uh, look, I we do know a little bit more going into next week, but still some uncertainty. Uh, but either way, we're going to be there, right? We're going to be there, Jonathan, and we're really excited because there, there are a lot of things that are coming up that are going to be um, highly positive for the legislative session. And when I came on board earlier this year, I got to see the tremendous effectiveness of this team. It's been very encouraging. And just going forward, um, I, I'm, I'm encouraged to be a part of it. So uh, absolutely, uh, we're getting close and we'll be ready. Mary Elizabeth, second session uh, for you to work. Now you know your way around a little bit. I can't even speak. But we're probably going to have to refamiliarize ourselves a little bit with the Capitol since it's been like eight or nine months. Yeah, I mean, it'll be opening again since a few months. Covey, I hope you've been exercising because you'll be walking instead of sitting this year. Right. So I hope you're right. in shape for that. Uh, but, you know, it'll be exciting to actually be back in the building. We haven't really been able to talk to anyone except for Zoom. So it'll be good to see people face to face. No, I'm excited about it. I usually get my boots resold after the session because there is a lot of walking. There's no doubt. And you got to hustle. We'll put some good information on our session. We're going to be doing some trainings, too, that we're going to offer virtually. This is just one of many videos and efforts we're going to put together. We want you to understand more of how the process works. We want you to know how important it is, whether your House or Senate member supports your issues or not. You've got to be in touch with them and be communicating with them so they can know that you're a constituent that matters, your voice matters, and it'll have an impact on getting things done. So continue to check our websites, txvalues.org, where you can make a tax-deductible donation to our work, you can get signed up for emails, and you can stay on top of the issues of faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll have more updates for you next week on the Texas Values Report.